32 of No Laugh Track Podcast. It is a Wednesday. Uh, no, it's on a Wednesday. It's a Thursday afternoon. Not that that matters. We're here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis because this is their podcast. I'm Justin Severson, the host. My guest is Chris Bliss, the bliss of Chris, blissful Chris. How you doing, Justin? Very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, first thing I want to say is that because uh, I know this podcast runs for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, as I just want to say, make sure you come see Josh Weinstein, because he'll be coming here after you hear my voice. Yes. And he's, uh, I think he's taping a comedy album here, so come during the week, Wednesday, Thursday, I think. I think. That yeah. not be official. I don't think he's, but but I know he's taping. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm a listener to his podcast. Yeah. with. Uh, I know. You're a fan. Yeah. A fanboy. Uh, yeah, I'm a fanboy. I'm <laughs> a fanboy well, to a lot of you. you told him last time I was here, you told him it was one of your two favorites. It is. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no, he's been talking about it. It's official. He's going to be here in a few weeks recording. A, uh, a, a comedy album with I even know the label 800 pound gorilla he's even mentioned that I have no connection to them but I know that he's talked about it yeah. so it's happening well, and, and it's great and it's gonna and uh, always uh uh not just funny but like also a perfect he writes perfect jokes yeah uh, I mean, he's got he's got five jokes out before I've even finished a premise, you know, or a sentence sometimes. So, <laughs> speaking of that, I'm I, dr- I have uh, the satellite radio in my car right now. Sirius XM, seriously XM, and on the drive over on the drive over here, I had it on the comedy station. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, on the I live in St. Paul. The drive over here to the club, I, you go through what's called the Lowry Hill Tunnel. You go through a tunnel. The signal cut out right after a fucking premise, Chris. Oh, that's. Right. I missed the punchline of a really long setup on the drive over here. <laughs> So I'm, I, can, I need to now go back. No, a really fun. long setup is when the premise starts when you enter the tunnel and you're getting out of the tunnel and the premise finishes. <laughs> true, true. No, I caught the whole thing and missed the punchline. So uh, as much as I love satellite radio um, and the comedy station and the access to comedy, that's a, that's a drawback because if the signal drops out, you might miss so a punchline. So you ever line. get too happy and then you have to turn and watch Fox for a while and get really pissed again, <laughs> get, re, get re-upped? I do. You know what? Uh, In in all fairness, I do have CNN and Fox News programmed as two of my presets. Well, you have to triangulate everything now Mm -hmm. anyway. I do. You know, they're even on the uh, they're even on the like, what is it? Five or six across. They're on the same one as the comedy stations. That's very funny. Uh huh. So I do kind of go back and forth between not much in common between them other than there's no music. But um, I flip around, you know. Well, in absurdity, but. How? So I did say it's Thursday. You've been here since Tuesday. How's the week been going? Uh, it's been really good. I mean, we've uh, had great audiences uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night. They've been, it's been fun. Uh, I've been doing a, a bunch of new things, which is uh, fine. You know, I mean, you, you see this here, and it's not, it's not an actual injury. The reason that I bandaged my arm is because I was... Uh, I was watching that, uh, I'm doing new material, and I was watching that uh, Ted Bundy thing on Netflix, and I realized, you know, this stuff works. You get a little sympathy, <laughs> you know, and then boom, you let the hammer down. So That's right. It's just, just a ploy. Oh, you're talking about handsome Ted Bundy. Is that who you remember? <laughs> I, I, it's, it, it is quite a story, but I, I, of course, I, that's my generation, so. You yeah. Know, I mean, we invented serial killers. There were almost no serial killers before... You know, my generation. Yeah, I did watch the... My wife and I sat and watched the Ted Bundy doc, and I was amazed at how much it focused on his handsomeness and how charming he was. (laughs) Well, that's what he used, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, uh... 
What you you mentioned to me briefly before we started recording here, you pointed out a, a microphone you have hanging from the ceiling here. So what do you have going on this week? Is it a little, just well, saving just, something for yourself? We're or? recording people's conversations before the show, <laughs> and we're trying to find if we can possibly get personal information that's of value, and then we're going to sell it to uh, sell it to Facebook. I think we're just going to sell whatever we pick up to Facebook. Is it? <laughs> that's very funny, Chris. I <laughs> I saw a headline last night, something about uh, the amount of. Uh, spying in hotel rooms in South Korea. This isn't connected to one of those. This uh, isn't it, like a live feed to some... You uh, know, it could be. I mean, I, anybody that wants to pay for the feed, I've sold it to, so I'm not really sure where it's going out <laughs> okay. at this point in time. <laughs> Could be going to a Russian troll farm. Okay, <laughs> but you did show up. You got your computer here. Your is this? Is there any significance to all this oh, stuff? I'm, you record, I'm recording the shows this week because I'm trying some new things out, and and it's fun, and it makes it more sort of more challenging. Although last night I came out, and there was a guy sitting in the front row, and I'd seen him at like four shows in a row that we've been here when I've been here with Josh, and I think even and I looked, and I went, "Oh crap!" Now I really have to do new stuff. Put a lot of pressure on me to have oh. somebody that you know is down there, and they've just seen most of your stuff. So. Did you have a chance to talk to that guy afterwards or anything? I talked briefly, and uh, he was, you know... Uh, He's just a big Chris Bliss fan? A big, big Chris Bliss fan, and, and uh, instead of the uh, instead of the live thing this week, I'm actually... You can't see this video anymore. It's been taken down, the video from Montreal, because of the music. Yes. You know, you can't see it anywhere except live at Acme, you can see a video. <laughs> Of like the second or third best performance I gave in my entire life. <laughs> you know, it's nice to have one of those on tape. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It'd be even nicer if it was a sex tape. But, <laughs> but unfortunately, this is a different kind of performance. We're sure that doesn't exist. One I have no anxiety about. What a sex tape? Yeah, I don't think there's any sex tapes. Fortunately, me. I mean, there might have been, you know, cassettes. <laughs> audio, audio only. Audio only cassettes. <laughs> you know, theater of the mind. <laughs> no one's paid to have that yeah. transferred yet. Sex theater of the mind. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, I so we're in the like it's early afternoon right now, and at eleven a.m. this morning, the final the uh, March Madness began. Are you? That's clearly not on your radar. You know, it is. Right I didn't now. watch any. I didn't watch any. It, I was prepping for this podcast. Yeah. The Golden Gophers of Minnesota are playing. I think as we speak. Still, I have no wow. idea how they're doing. Uh, and would you normally be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can check. No one's going to know. No, I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. You know, if you need me to go on a long riff so you can check your... <laughs> no, that wasn't my point. No. No, it's recording somewhere. If I if I actually uh, am able to avoid the score, I'm going to watch it later today. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little... I'm just... I mean, normally, it's a great event, and it's interesting to watch, but I've been so out of the loop on it, and I've just been thinking about other things, and uh, so I don't know what that means or doesn't mean but you know no march madness for me no brackets it didn't fill out a bracket i've never filled out a bracket never i've never filled out a bracket i might as well just be you know a, a chimp thrown at a dartboard to fill out a bracket i and I, and I can't get into that anyway i mean i would feel you know that's way too mainstream you know <laughs> i mean it just is it just is it's like wow look at the people that are filling out brackets you know even Obama, he looked embarrassed with his bracket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and his brackets sucked, too. So, you know, I mean, he made brackets about as well as he played basketball. You ever see the video of him playing basketball? He was no he was no good. That's true. I don't think he knew if he was right or left-handed. I don't even know. Have we ever, how were, how were your sports skills growing up? Have we ever talked about I didn't that? Really, uh, I uh, didn't really have any. I was heavy as a kid and, and kind of slow. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I weighed more when I was 15 than I weigh now. 
No shit. And I was uh, shorter, although, uh, you know, five, eight years from now, I might be back to that height. You never know. <laughs> no My kidding. mother was funny. She had osteoporosis. I mean, very visible osteoporosis. And I go, I go Mom, you're shrinking. And she said, yeah, I am. Pretty soon, I'm just going to be shoes and a hat. <laughs> just, and then she drew it on a napkin. I've got it somewhere. I thought, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, looking back, was there, uh, when you were in school, was there a class you wish you would have paid attention to more? They took more seriously. No, no, no. I, I had re- I had some really great professors, uh, which is half of it, uh, and I had some really great classes. And the only ones I wasn't interested in, I never would have been interested in. You know, not something um, that you missed. Looking no, back, like yeah. uh, you know, I, what what did we? Uh, I don't know. I think there was a uh, an astronomy class. I was interested in it to some degree. I I remember doing this because this is what a shit I was when I was in college. Uh So uh, you know what the Doppler effect is, right? It's it's gravity bending light waves, okay? And you can figure out the gravitational pull by how much the light rays are bending. It's an equation. And this guy gave us 20 Doppler equations to do, right? And I did two of them, and then I wrote, this shows that I know how these are done. The the rest of this is busy work and a waste of my time. Okay. And that was the paper that I turned into the guy. So I think I got a C in that class. Mm. And um, I don't think I went to the... What's after calculus? Trigonometry? Was that before? Well, anyway, there was some math course that I literally did not go to Mm -hmm. and showed up and just took the final exam like the nightmare that you have where you, you know... And I think they gave me a D or something, maybe a C minus. But I mean, it was definitely. I think I couldn't have passed that test. Sure, I could not have passed that test. Sure, sure. You know, it wasn't multiple choice. It was like, you know, so. <laughs> but you made it out of there. But I was on my way out by that point. I mean, I didn't graduate, so you know, I went from the dean's list to six incompletes. I think that takes a certain kind of focus. You didn't graduate? No, I went from the dean's list to six incompletes in one year. No kidding. And at the end of that year, I was living at the band house of a band and. In Eugene, Oregon, that was playing original music, and I was juggling during their breaks. What? So, yeah, it was we great. We talked about this before. I'm I pro- not sure. I, I don't know. Probably not. You know, it's like I was I was in college. I was looking around. I was going, these people are crazy. They think they're going to graduate, go get a graduate degree, and then go get a job for life. Because people is, thought that back then. This is when you were at Northwestern. Northwestern, and then the University of Oregon, okay. which is where I ended up dropping out. Okay, uh, and. Uh, well, I dropped out of Northwestern, too, but then I got a really low lottery number, and I went back. Uh, and then I dropped out again. Ah. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Right, right on the cusp of all that. It was very strange. Wow. You know, my lottery number was like 14. You know, so, I, but they just stopped drafting lottery numbers two years later. Okay. So I managed to hang out for the next two years, and then when I knew I wouldn't get drafted, I dropped, I quit going altogether. And uh, started, sure. But the band came along at the same time. So clearly, you know, you have to be able to recognize acts of God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it was a great experience. Uh, I still know a bunch of the musicians from that uh, band. Uh, and they're still really close friends. And it's just, it's source material. Because I was around a bunch of people that were actually, their whole thing was music day and night. And that's all they you know, really did and did well. It was a great list. I mean, you watch people that are really listening to one another in a band. It was interesting, a lot of call and response stuff. So for me, it was very much source. Yes, there is this other way of living out here where you're in pursuit of something the whole time. 
you know, where you're engaged in the struggle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and I think it was where I sort of recognized myself as, yeah, this is what I want. This is how I think about life. This is how I see it is like, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get a job. I, I didn't believe in security. I believe securities was, I mean, you know, it's pretty consciously. It's like you is figuring this shit out on your own. That's security. Sure. You know, and I was looking around, I was going, what are these people thinking that they're going to just go out, get another degree, get a job for life? And that's, and, and who would want that? You know, so so present day, what do you think of college and its importance or present lack day, of? I think I was vindicated. I think everybody thinks that way today that they're on their friggin' own and they got to figure it out for themselves. So I feel kind of good. I was, yeah, yeah. Now people agree with that. You know? Okay, yeah. Now it's, I mean, it's not a secure position, but it's one that, it, but it's not a bad position to be in because at least you have, uh, you know, a, a tool you wouldn't have otherwise, which is your own, your own wits. Sure. You're not going to even have that tool otherwise. Yeah. But I don't know about college. The free I haven't played on campuses in years. I hear the uh, free speech thing doesn't sound very <laughs> like they're – I mean, if that's true on college campuses, I just I feel like really it's like, wow, guys, you know, I mean, this is the only chance you're going to get to think freely. Don't don't pass it up. You start working, you're, that starts disappearing. Boy, that's a great point. You know, so don't waste it on not thinking. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you uh, mean, yeah. And uh, – uh, That's yeah, a great I mean, point. It's like you, uh, you just—you might as well just go back to church if you just want to be preached to. I mean, to hell with it, right? <laughs> I, I, but that's true, isn't yeah. it? You know. Uh-huh. But I don't know that that exists. I've only been done a couple things at colleges in recent years. I people keep telling me that it really does exist, though, and it's like, you know, that's not worth fighting for. How was? Uh, how did you end up at Northwestern? Straight out of high school? It was the only school that I uh, got got into. I only applied, I think, to three. I wasn't, you know, I was doing it because I couldn't, I hadn't figured out what else to do. Yeah. It was the path of least resistance. I was a good student. I think I applied to three schools. I think, uh, well, I think it was Brown, Amherst, and Northwestern. Okay. And the only one I got into was Northwestern, so that was not a decision to be made. It was freezing cold. I was going to say, how was late. Chicago in those days? Well, they, they had the men's dorms separated on the separate uh, end of campus from the women's dorms, oh. which was just stupid. And you went anyway. And it was, uh, I, I didn't. I was, you know, I, uh, <laughs> it just wasn't, I mean, I had no confidence in that area. Um, but it was freezing on the lake. The dorms were right on the lake, and, uh, oh, but I had some great professors, you know. I had a uh, I had a professor of Buddhism who, it turns out, was uh, one of the, people say, the best teacher of Indian Buddhism in the United States, a guy from Sri Lanka. I have his name written down somewhere. I always forget his name when I need to remember it. But I didn't know that at the time, you know? I just knew this guy wow. was, like, incredible. Yeah. You know? Have you taken and, taken and, to that at all? Well, just I understood what he was saying. You know, I mean, as a macro, it's it seems like the, you know, a, a pretty good way to go, which yeah. is, you know, I like the whole Zen stuff about, you know what you're supposed to do if you see the Buddha on the road, right? What's that? Kill him. The reason you're supposed to kill him is that you can't follow him or you've missed the f- fucking point, you know, because mm. the point of the Buddha is not follow me. Mm-hmm. The point of the Buddha is follow you. Yeah. You know. Okay. So so it's so th- that stuff makes sense to me poetically. It sure. makes sense to me. It it just makes sense in the paradoxical nature of it because it seems that, you know, life's a pretty paradoxical thing. So sure. um, but the guy was interesting and that was what was the guy had an essence about him that was something I you know, was dead on spiritual. 
uh, you know, and this little Indian guy, well, Sri Lankan guy, riding around the campus of Northwestern on a bicycle in the freezing cold with one of those silly hats with the flaps that come over your ears. I love those. You know, and he's <laughs> in his in his Buddhist thing, you know, riding on a bicycle. It was, I mean, he was it was an otherworldly guy. <laughs> and uh, I also had a, a, a teacher of. Uh, of uh, African literature who had been in prison on Robben Island in the cell next to Mandela is a poet named Dennis Brutus. Oh, my. And uh, Nixon was trying to throw him out of the country because uh, he was here talking about divesting from South Africa. He was in, and he was teaching as a professor, and it was like the only person that he wanted out of the country more was he wanted Lenin thrown out and he wanted this professor who mine Dennis Brutus thrown out of the country right wow uh, but Brutus was it was just remarkable because you knew where this guy had been he didn't say much other by way of introducing himself in the first class uh-huh. you knew where he'd been you knew what he'd been through he told us about Robin Island a little bit you know and you couldn't find a trace uh, of anger or bitterness inside uh, you, you, all you, you could feel transcendence, and it was like I don't know how this guy did that trick, but that's a good trick. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, so I that was really a remarkable experience uh, to you know be around somebody like with that level of freedom because mm-hmm. that's a different kind of freedom right there. Absolutely, you know, when you freed yourself from that shit, you freed yourself from a lot. So I had those lights in front of me. You know, of these examples of different ways to view things, you know, and they all they they appealed to me. Sure. You know, they made more sense to me. It was all about critical thinking. You know, uh, it's funny. I, I, have you seen there? There's all this debate out there. Uh, uh, do you know about the study of the 5000 Israeli judges uh, that were involved in uh, in parole hearing things right for for criminals and they found out that their harsher sentences were when uh, you know their lighter sentences were right after they'd eaten and their harsher sentences were when they were very very hungry okay and it's a major study it's been but but it's being studied in the context of how much free will do we actually have okay all right uh, and it's being framed as this thing that proves that we have almost next to no free will some of it's just chemical sandwich compassionate hungry not compassionate you know, and and it's kind of a facile argument in that way. So, and I don't know whether that's accurate uh, or not. But the question of free will, good question. But the question of awareness is a better question, because if you just are out here paying attention, you're going to make better decisions. Yes. And you're not going to make those decisions based on your fucking free will, which is about as valuable as free speech when it's just in the service of your ignorance. Yes. You know. Yes. So free will's not the issue. I mean, uh, wh- whether you have it or not, if you develop your awareness, you'll make the right decisions. Yeah. But make them based on awareness. And I read this, a guy named Krishnamurti, who I used to read when I was, you know, uh, a, a hippie, a spiritual guy, mm-hmm. back when I was a spiritual hippie. But Krishnamurti, and he would always say that he called it choiceless awareness. Choiceless awareness. Choiceless awareness. In other words, your choice is made by your awareness. Okay. Which makes sense. And the uh, example he always gave was if you're standing on a train track and a train's coming towards you, it's not your free will that gets you off the tracks. It's your awareness of what will happen if you don't. What makes you stay on if it's your awareness of what will happen if you do. Yeah. You know, if that's your intent, right? I guess, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, either way. (laughs) Yeah. But it is, and, and it's a really good, I mean, the first time I heard that argument, I went... 
that's the way that I would see it. That's the way that I see it. You know, it's a matter of making, it's a matter of paying attention to the way things are happening around you so that you can, you know, you know, just your awareness makes you make better decisions. Now, somewhere. And a massive amount of luck, which is one of the things that you also have to be aware of. Somewhere there's a connection between. Uh, Although the free will people say there's no luck. Okay, yeah. There's, there's got to be a connection somewhere. Well, I know there is, between free will and making someone laugh. Um, I think there's a connection between willingness and making somebody laugh, you know. Uh, the, the best shows are when you're really willing to uh, um, <clears throat> put the full strength of the idea into the material. If there is an idea, yeah, you know, or just put the full strength of the fun of the thought, even if you haven't got it worked out yet. And that willingness is something that in an audience senses, you know, we've had that early in the week is when you have the chance to do more of that. Yeah. And so we've been but the audiences have been very much willing to go, OK, we'll see what this is, what this is like. And and taking advantage of that on stage instead of just doing material. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the great guys are the ones who are always have both. They always have the willingness and they also have the material. Sure. It's, you know, but uh, I like the willingness to, you know, try. Uh, I- I'll give you my favorite new joke. And it didn't work Tuesday and it did work last night. OK. Which is that uh, um, on the subject of the Confederate memorial monuments. Right. And the question is. If you spray a swastika on a Confederate memorial, are you debasing it or just rebranding? <laughs> and it's just a great joke. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a really nice, funny joke. Yeah. And the word uh, rebranding is just uh, yeah, good. exactly. Uh huh. Rebranding. Uh-huh. You know, uh huh. And same uh, placement each night or different placement of that in joke? The show? Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, it just has to it, it comes out early because it's a sensibility joke in, in whatever way, you know, and it doesn't really need a home. OK, you know, although I have some stuff about I'm working on some stuff about the uh, uh, the monuments is that, uh, of course, you shouldn't destroy them. I mean, they're historical, you know, even if all they represent is, you know, the Jim Crow South in 1965 when most of them were put up. People think those Confederate memorials have been there since the war, since the Civil War. No, no, they were put up by segregationists. Right. They right. were an in-your-face, mm-hmm. you know, mythology play is what they were. And they obviously they've worked pretty well. But the uh, the idea behind the joke was that uh, we should gather them all together and put them, put them in a theme park. Call it Dixieland. <laughs> you know, uh, silent slave auction, real whipping post. Oh, no. <laughs> and... Uh, and every February, because it's Black History Month, the white people are slaves. <laughs> where would that open? <laughs> I, you know where that would open? We already got that figured out. It would be right next to one of those Christian theme parks where they've got the Brontosaurus in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, be right next to that. <laughs> there because, you, go. you know, you have to have an elasticity of belief <laughs> for both of them. I tried saying to people yesterday, because I was thinking about it, you know, this Confederate fetish, it's a fetish. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like cosplay, isn't it? Isn't it a little like cosplay? Sure. <laughs> you know, they just have a flag. They don't have the whole costume, but yeah. you know, on the inside, they're Johnny Rebel. Uh-huh. They're Johnny Rebel. Uh-huh. So there's a cosplay thing, which is, uh, uh, I mean, and, and I'm sure people have a great time doing cosplay, but it's some part of it just, it seems there's a sadness in cosplay. I, maybe I'm missing the point, and maybe I'm the sad clown. You know, it could be, but I just, I don't know. We would, only, we would only truly know as if we tried it ourselves. Yeah. 
Which I'm not going to. No. <laughs> you know why? Because it would be sad. That's why. <laughs> I, have, I haven't even dressed up on the last couple Halloweens. I'm not going to do Just it. the last couple? I mean, I haven't. Yeah, Just yeah. Just the last couple? I uh-huh. quit that when I was 11. Oh. Jesus. No, adult parties but, can be fun. Well, I'm, yeah, but, I, but, but, but when I was, there were no, uh, uh, Halloween was not an adult holiday when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And now it's obviously been uh, expropriated, but that's just for money. That's all about money. That's just a marketing. Sure. You felt it. Sure. Yeah. It should not be an adult holiday, should it? I guess it should. I guess whatever you can. I mean, can it's, it's not necessarily for, you know, the greeting cards uh, business. It's more no. for alcohol, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It's right? for parties yeah. where you get to wear a costume. Yeah. And but that's not cosplay. That's no. just a costume. Right, right, right. Right, right. Yeah. No doubt. I was terrible at the costumes. I still remember one that I tried to do, the backwards man, where I put my shoes on backwards and my suit and everything on, and it was still so stupid. What? And that was the, that was my big idea as a kid, the backwards man. So, <laughs> and then later on, that became like a fashion trend for in, uh, in some circles, wearing yeah. your clothes backwards. Well, once again, in the Buddhist sense. <laughs> but uh, you know, then I got a head injury, and everything changed for me. <laughs> you know that yesterday was World was International Happiness Day, don't you? I, I actually did see that. You did know that? Yes. Yeah. And that Finland uh, won again for the world's happiest country. Yeah. That's back-to-back for them. Should we be happy for them or sad for the United States? Um, uh, probably neither of the above. I mean, it, it's always Scandinavia. Yeah. And I think that's mostly because uh, of the combination of endless nights and government-sponsored birth control. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I think that's a winning combination. <laughs> and saunas. Oh yeah, saunas, lots of saunas, and uh, and free birth control. I think free birth control has a lot to do with the <laughs> ethic going on. Yeah, uh, the United States dropped to nineteenth the year before we dropped from fourteenth to eighteenth. So, but I was thinking about this and see if this makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with happiness is that it's not really good for the economy. Why is that? You know, uh, because happy people consume less. Hmm. You know, they're not right. This is my theory anyway. Now, on the other hand, happy people also produce more. Uh, so if they produce more and they consume less, eventually they put themselves out of a job. It sounds like does that Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. And then they become unhappy and they are reflected in the statistics. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> but 18th, uh, 19th, down to 19th. Hate crimes, 20-year high. I'm working on some of this material. Mm-hmm. You don't mind. Not at all. Uh and it's not all white supremacists. There are also black supremacists. That's a 50-50 joke. That's all delivery. I can't. I got to really feel it in the moment <laughs> to say it. I've got to visualize. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> that was too dry, wasn't it? That was a little too dry. It was a little delay there. And then, all right. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, we talked about you being in college a little bit. Um, that Operation Varsity Blues, where all these you know these celebrities paid all this extra money to get their kids in uh, you know USC and whatnot. Your parents didn't have to do that, as you've talked to get into. I don't think the I, I don't think the apparatus was in place then. 
you know? Sure. I mean, the only thing they had when I was going to college was legacies, right? If, if, if daddy went there, you had a better chance of getting in, I suppose. And, and on a little, doesn't that still exist? And oh, that's yeah, why, that's why total, did these people. Oh, no, that's totally there. Why did. That's, uh, for, alum, that's for that alumni money letter. Why know? did Lori Laughlin and, and Desperate Housewives Lady, why, did, why didn't they just do it that way anyway? You, can't you just still just give uh, endowment or something to a university and then, you know, well, we well, look, I think we it says something as way. to how much confidence they have in their children. I guess. You know? Oh, she can't possibly take that test. <laughs> get somebody, get me a young Lori Laughlin type to yeah. play this part. <laughs> Casting! Yeah. Um, it's just a, I mean, there's a general, you know, there's a, it's a kind of corruption, isn't it? I mean, that's, it's just plain and simple. All this stuff is just corrupt. That's yeah. the only word for it. And the idea is, you know, well, that's either that's how you get ahead. It does seem to be how people do get ahead. Some people, I'm not mentioning who, but some people get ahead yeah. through corrupt means, mm-hmm. you know. I, Clearly, politeness is not the path to power any longer. <laughs> no, nice guys finish last. Come on, we know that. There's a, it's and a well-known saying. Love it for us. That, love us for that's it. That's right. Nice guy. No problems down there. <laughs> wow. I um. So I really haven't thought about that much, other than it's just kind of like it's like the the selfishness of it is the part that you just go oh come on you know you're, you, you of all people should understand the, the luck component here don't be you know don't yeah but uh, people are shallow you know that yeah yeah they sure. will disappoint you if you give them <laughs> more than eight minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're better off not knowing everything. There's there's no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, that's what I always used to say about the Internet, is that the idea that we could all be connected to one another, the idea, much cooler than actually being connected to everyone. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Did Have you been on Facebook today? Oh, no. What's going on? Uh, no, there's actually a little fun one, that, a little fun thing going around Facebook today. I just looked briefly, and I saw something actually kind of fun that we're going to try right now. Okay. It's a thing going All around. All right. I'm, I'm a game without a choice. Okay. <laughs> Sit there and play. No, they're doing it. Uh, it's a thing where, uh, you know how uh, Florida like people are it's florida sort of known especially not you know with the internet you get these stories every day it seems to be there's some odd story could only happen in florida right gator, the gator stories the, those kind of things everything just just the weirdest strangest uh stand your ground yeah where the guy shoots the gator <laughs> exactly exactly where the guy shoots the kid and the gator eats the kid <laughs> exactly yeah. so there's a new thing it's called the florida man challenge where you put in the words florida man in google oh. Oh, I like the idea. <laughs> All right. You See, put this is how, you know. Florida man, and then you put your birthday. So I did that, and then, we're, and then I'm going to enter yours. So I've already done mine. All right. So mine, I, wrote, I did Florida man, November 27. And, uh, and I'm not disappointed by the, uh, by the results. So this is a Google search that you're doing? Google search, and the, the top story that comes out is from the uh, Tampa Bay Times, Florida man accused of stabbing woman over underdone potato. November 27th of last year. And that's a Florida story right there. Accused of stabbing a woman over underdone potato. All right, my turn. I've never been that angry. You have your phone out there? Yes, I do. All right. So Florida man and then enter your birthday. 
And while you're doing that, I will say that I thought, you know what? What if I search Minnesota man and do the same thing? Minnesota man kills Florida man. <laughs> An argument over potato. I wish it, that would be great if it was that interesting. It wasn't. The best thing, the top thing that came up when you do Minnesota man, it was six different reports on the weather from November 27th. So that really uh, just shows that what, what our focuses are here. In Minnesota, the weather. In Florida, a crazy crime. Well, and at some point, the database realizes that those that those terms are people are clicking whenever they say Florida man. Sure. Did you get one? Uh, so far, the Florida Man Music Festival. I'm not sure about that one. Mm, no, 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 no. No. Florida Man Music Festival. What the hell is that? That's what they're all coming up. Florida oh, no. Man Festival. You better pick a different birthday. I'm going, I'm going to have to. <laughs> but now I'm wondering what the hell. The f- There's a new entrant on, entrant on the Central Florida Rock Festival scene, the Florida Man Festival, an alternative rock fest put on by a local station. Weezer, Young the Giant, Cold War Kids, Iration, Bishop Briggs, Robert DeLong, Sir Sly. You know any of these acts? Uh, Weezer. Okay, well, there you go. That's why they were listed first. All right, I guess, I'm sorry about that. I, I'm uh, digressing. I have, uh, if, are you gonna still, if you're still looking there, I have another thing to bring to your attention while you're looking there. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. You have a car. You're, you still live in Vegas? Yes, sir. You have a car? Oh, Vegas Man's always a good one, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a car in Las Vegas? Yes, I do. Did you see this thing about this new Volvo that's going to be coming out? It will uh, be able to watch you drive and pull over if you seem distracted. So it's a socialist car. What do you think about that? Really here, I'm gonna, as long as it has a Swedish accent and not a German one, I'm okay <laughs> with it. that's very funny (laughs) Uh, so it says uh, earlier this month a Swedish company announced its future cars will have a max speed limit of 112 miles miles per hour and now the company says it's introducing in-car cameras and sensors that uh, hold on a second here I lost that that will be that will monitor the driver for signs of distraction or intoxication which include looking away from the road for too long, keeping your hands off of the steering wheel, weaving through lanes, or reacting too slowly while driving. So it's not a completely driverless vehicle, which kind of scares me, but it's a almost driverless. It's a you can close your eyes and drive. <laughs> driverless. I don't know if I like that. You can close your eyes? Well, I mean, you, I'm just saying it's, it does every, it, it's going to do just about everything for you. Well, they're trying to get us to driverless. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, this is sort of a, the training wheels driverless. Yeah. I mean, and I, I and I tell you what, I've got a car that if you're approaching the car in front of you too quickly, it does apply brakes. It does. Yeah. Uh, which my wife told me about that, and I said, I've never had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just stumble onto a new joke there? I, th- I think I just stumbled <laughs> onto a deep truth. That's what I stumbled onto. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. 
<laughs> That's um, okay. Family of Florida woman run over on I ninety five. Sue's man she met online. That's good enough. There you go. There you go. We got to pay off. First date with a man ended tragically as her body was found. Wow. Ooh. Family of him. Yep, that's a bad first date. That well, is a bad first date. First date, last date. I'd say so. Ah, left her on I-95 and cars ran over her. Lee. Cars, multiple cars. Lee. Wow. Well, I've talked. Re- I was in Florida uh, three and a half weeks ago, and I've said on the podcast since then that the, the driving down there is questionable. There, there's no doubt about oh, that. Oh, coming from a Minnesotan, because we, <laughs> drive so we have our own well. issues. They're they're different yeah. though. Yeah, the, we have we have our own issues here, they, but they might. Well, be. one good thing about living in Los Angeles is that uh, 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 every place else is easy by comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, it just it's so on. It's such an onslaught. It's so constant. You're either in aggressive traffic or no, tra- or stuck in traffic. Sure, you know. Sure. So that that got and that even during like the economic downturn. I mean, if we're going to be in a huge recession and the traffic's not going to get better, what's the fucking point? <laughs> if I can't find a closer parking spot when I do go to the mall, so that I was agree. The, that was when it was like, no, to hell with this place. <laughs> How did you end up living in Vegas? Well, I went to Austin for a Bill of Rights project, and uh, got and it wasn't the Texas project wasn't going anywhere. It seems as soon as I leave places, then the projects start to pick up steam. Okay, I left Arizona for Texas and uh, to pursue the project there, and then the Arizona project came back to life. I left Texas. Uh, uh, I just wanted to get back out west. You know, the West is beautiful. I, I live in the west side of Vegas. It's nice. Yeah. The mountains were out by near where I live in Summerlin. You know, I've got I can go up to an eight thousand foot, uh, you know, ski resort tw- in twenty five minutes. It's you know, it's it's not much nicer than I than I thought it would be. So that part I like. Yeah. Are uh, you actually taking advantage of that twenty five minute drive to? Yeah, all the yeah? time. You are okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's, so that's the part that really I was not thinking about. I was thinking, hey, California's just over those mountains. I wasn't thinking, well, these are pretty nice mountains to be close to. Yeah. So, so that part's really pretty. Has, have you noticed any changes since uh, legalization of pot? Good or bad? Anything? Uh, I've noticed that the park smells different. <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I, saw, uh, I saw a guy coming out of a pot store, all right, flannel shirt, scruffy hair, you know, dungarees, whatever they're called, you know, tennis shoes, skateboard under his arm, mm-hmm. 48 years old hopping onto his skateboard presumably to skate himself back to mom's basement hey. I mean, and i was thought and i was thinking to myself that's who they should put on the warning label you know for them because <laughs> they've got to have some sort of warning labels and i think the 45 year old guy with the skateboard mm-hmm. that would be a warning for the i mean the warning labels jokes i don't know who's doing them yet somebody's probably was doing them in the uh uh, uh, Cheech and Chong era, probably. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's fertile ground. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, you just say to people, what kind of warning labels should we have on those marijuana cigarettes? And then the, you don't even have to finish the premise. 
You know, you don't need punchlines. The premise is everything. Yes. You go with it, people. Hey, chocolate bar. Good one, buddy. <laughs> Good one. That's right. Yeah. You know, diabetes. There you go. That's right. What do? You, uh, why don't you give an update on what you have going with the with your Bill of Rights stuff? Uh, well, the Oklahoma project's beautiful. Uh, design was uh, approved unanimously, unanimously. The schematic design, trying to get into design development by the Stone Fort. People can see that at mybillofrights.org. It's okay. really really nice. Uh, in process in Texas in the legislature right now for another level of of approval to. Uh, uh, because of some uh, guidelines we need a variance from. You know, it's complicated. I I guess it should be this complicated. I mean, you know, the Bill of Rights was written and ratified in two years. You know, uh, apparently things were easier back then. <laughs> Less so. people to argue with. Yeah. Well, but, you know, it's a, it's a right process because it's a public process, and you're talking about art in public spaces or, in this case, a monument. It should be a process that that stakeholders are involved in at every phase of it. So, you know, and I'm advocating for a process document, you know, so I can't really say, hey, enough of your process. That's that's hey, enough of your process. We're talking about the Bill of Rights. What's that have to do with process? (laughs) So uh, but it's a but it's something that's really I still think is just a beautiful idea, you know, to put monuments of the Bill of Rights at every state capitol. Uh, I, I think, you know, to actually point to our common ground and shame people into uh, some thought about the subject. Sure. You know, is like uh, in, instead of just, well, uh, I was doing this on stage yesterday. It came out just right. I got to listen to that tape. I love coming to Acme. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was just about how, you know, just it, if you're, if you know, don't tell me you did it because it, it was your gut told you to do it. I said, you know what your gut is meant to process. It's not thought. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so if you're processing thought with your intestines, what are you processing in your head? <laughs> you know, and that's that problem is there. So is fundraising an issue right now or just getting people's attention? Fundraising is always difficult. Yeah. You know, and this doesn't fall into normal foundation parameters. Uh, should get easier now that we have the design. Okay. You know, design's the first hard one, and then the next hard one is uh, is uh, getting the first large contributions post-design. That's a you know, and then people start to. It's like everything else, you know. Nobody wants to be first in the pool. Uh, it, most money that's given uh, by local groups and local people is given for uh, <clears throat> education or healthcare. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, the difference in it is that um, a very select group of people really understands and believes in the beauty of a project like this and the value of it. And for those people, <clears throat> it's holy grail material, and, and they really get it. And so it's not like where you have to convince people to give to your health care organization or your education organization, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's very specific. People either get it or they don't, and then... You know, <clears throat> also, uh, uh, Oklahoma, they know, I mean, the, the uh, whole thing that happened with the Murr building and the memorial that's been put up there, that changed that city. And that community has been brought together in part through that memorial. They understand the iconic value of things mm-hmm. in this location. They have a beautiful Capitol building. They've given us a wonderful site for this. So, you know. It'd be a really beautiful thing. 
Have uh, I was on? Uh, I was looking at stuff this morning. I saw on was it Kickstarter? I think somebody's try has been raising money to put out an album, that uh, a record album. Each side is twenty minutes of no sound, <laughs> and they're advertising it as uh, to be played during meditation. Sort of a joke. That's really funny. Right now, what I'm getting on. to is: Would you use? Could you use one of these online, you know, fundraising sites? I mean, could you just post something, you know, that you is an ongoing? A, I think you have to be at a certain point in your funding. The whole thing is that these is it while we, mybillofrights.org, is a national, in quotes, organization with a mission to do things at all 50 state capitals, uh, the money has to be organized. A, lo, a local group has to organize around the effort. We'll walk you through the process. But you're going to have to raise the money for an Oklahoma monument to the Bill of Rights in Oklahoma. Okay. That's just the way it works, mm-hmm. you know. And in reward for that, you control the project. You know, you raise the money, you control the project. We'll help you find designers. Well, all it has to do is fit through our guidelines is that it can't be a plaque on a wall because w- this is the Bill of Rights and it deserves uh, uh, an appropriately uh, substantial display so that people can actually encounter the document and its meaning and not have it just be dead words on a plaque. Sure. Right? So that's the idea. Uh, and uh, so Again, the fundraising is 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 locally based, but at some point you can come in and and try to get the small contribution base, you know. But you have to be at a certain point in the project. Probably once design development is completed, you have final drawings of what it's going to look like on the site. That's exciting, mm-hmm. and that's when you can really start to engage publicly. Uh, I mean, and the group that we put together in Oklahoma, they want to do that. Uh, they want to go to every small town in Oklahoma. Oh, good. You know? And maybe we can have those uh, donor uh, uh, granite pavers yeah, yeah. on the site, you know, because the more people it represents, the more locations it represents, the more donations it represents, whether it's $1 or whatever, sure. the more power it has as a representation of, you know, I mean, and people can go and for generations they will be, you know, you can, you put this here because yeah. these are, these are being designed to be 100 year installations. Some I mean, would argue that would be more powerful than the legacy brick you can get outside the Viking state. <laughs> Get your name there. They well, did something there just like that. Yeah, mostly because the Vikings are 0-4 in the Super Bowl, though. That's the real reason. <laughs> if you're a world champion, you know, then people will... I don't know about... Yes, I guess you're right. Well, okay, so we won't give them vanity bricks. We'll give them pictures of vanity bricks, Yeah. okay? And, and then you can look it up in the database when you go there. But the, no, that is true. And uh, But I think a project like this, uh, also from my experience... Uh, you know, you you want to uh, you've got to build the from from the top down because um, it takes too long to put together a million dollars, you know, through twenty dollar contributions, unless your first name is Beto. <laughs> and apparently, unless you, I should have said unless your first name rhymes with Plato. Plato, <laughs> not Plato, Plato. Okay, not Plato. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although somebody is probably going to now make a sculpture of Beto with Play-Doh. If they haven't already, yeah. And then maybe they'll make Beto next to Play-Doh out of Play-Doh. Oh, jeez. So, I don't know. How far can this you This is when the synapse start failing. <laughs> this is obviously, I need, it's time for me to change my lithium battery. <laughs> or just my lithium. I, I, got a, uh, I got one more hard-hitting thing we need to discuss here. Okay. Uh, I need your thoughts on... Uh, 
some in your hometown i looked up i searched vegas for news this was one of the top stories this is this was the top story today that isn't wasn't about like a sexual assault or anything terrible like that which i didn't want to bring up donnie and marie are ending their vegas run in november your thoughts I wish the run could have ended more like Siegfried and Roy's did. <laughs> because, you know, they went out with style. Just right? Did they not? Did they not? Um, one of their most memorable shows. Uh huh. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I just want to know when she's going to stop doing Weight Watchers commercials. I don't know. I don't know. She's not retiring from that. Have you seen the Terry Bradshaw walk-in shower commercial, walk-in bath commercial? No. An infomercial type thing where he's, it's a walk-in bath, all right? Sure. I and get, I get uh, it. And, but, you can, uh, but you can also, you know, make it a walk-in shower, too, so it's you're not necessarily a really old fuddy-duddy. You're just a fuddy-duddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And he's in the tub and everything. And this is what's cynical. This is a product for people over the age of 70. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, all right? Sure. At the end of the pitch, and the ad, he goes, and not only that, but it has a lifetime guarantee. <laughs> And it was like that's that's whoever wrote that knew exactly what they what the subtext on that was. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was just like uh, it, it kept making me think. You know, when Daisy and I got married, uh, we went out to uh, buy our first bed together. Mm-hmm. And the guy was telling her this mattress has a twenty year guarantee, and she just said, "What makes you think the marriage will last that long?" <laughs> <laughs> I just cracked up. Couldn't believe that she said, and she said it to talk him down on price, and she got two hundred dollars knocked off. Hey. It works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anything else we should be mentioning before I, uh, before I cut you loose here? Anything else you're in? You're... No, except uh, uh, Josh Weinstein again. We'll mention Josh again. People need to come to that show when he's in town because he and I usually work together or have many, many times. Yeah. This time we, he wanted to do an album, and I wanted to tape some new material. So it was like, well, let's do it this way, you know, and, uh, and you will not regret. Jo- I mean, you will not regret coming to see Josh. So. I agree. And and that's it because that's, uh, you know, anybody who made it this far through the podcast obviously uh, either has no place else to go or thinks that I have the credibility to make such recommendations. <laughs>